You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we have a very special guest with us. Um, Would you like to say your name for the pod? Sure. I am Moni. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Moni's astrology. She's a Sagittarius rising, a Taurus sun, and a Cancer moon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So your Taurus sun is your personality. That's just like the main you. When people think of you, that's kind of like the you they think of. Your rising is like the first initial impression you give. That one's kind of specific, but it's you could still kind of pull elements from other people and kind of see what it is. And then your moon is like your emotions and like how you are when people like really get to know you and like when you're at home. Oh, okay. I'm complex. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Everyone's super complex. So your son, which is your Taurus, you're a Luann from New York. (laughs) You're a Teresa from New Jersey. Oh, Jesus. You're a Candy from Atlanta. Okay. You're also a Gina from OC. No, I don't want that. But on the contrary, you're a Karen from Potomac. Okay. See? That's kind of fun, though. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's better. Right. That just boosted you up. Yeah, that, that <laughs> just took me. I would love to be a Karen. I literally just posted on my Instagram the other day her picture. I said, I would like to be that when I am 60, because I'm surely not going to get to it before. I know that. I'm not going to glow to that level before then. So maybe by the time I am 60, I'll be just like Mrs. Huger. Literally, she ages like fine wine because even she couldn't reach those heights just years ago. Now she's stunning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. So that's kind of it um, with the Zodiac stuff. Do you kind of know any stuff about Zodiac or do you ever lean into that? Yes, I have a friend who is obsessed. We like we just left Half Price Books today after work, and she was in the crystal section. She likes to send me paragraphs and her books and the tarot things, and mm-hmm. I just hope I support her doing it. I don't know. She I let her tell me how I feel every day. <laughs> she got me on the pattern. She got me on all these little apps that tell me how I'm doing and it's scary accurate. I think they've tapped into something on my social media or something. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's science. (laughs) I know that there's something real to it, but I'm just like, damn, they pegged me. I feel played. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you're supportive. You know, sometimes you don't even have to really participate yourself, but just being supportive (laughs) for the friends that like it. Exactly. Yeah. But the pattern is scary accurate. And I have thought they have been tapping my phone also because it'll be, it'll like send me like an alert that's like really, really eerie to what I'm feeling. Yes. I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. And she got me on this um, email thing, this newsletter. It's called Teledipity. The word is crazy. It sounds like serendipity or something, but it's called Teledipity. And they send you like an entire newsletter of who you are that month and I am just like y'all need to get out of my head it is very very stressful how accurate it is but I like to use it sometimes like well my teledipity said I cannot speak to you today my teledipity said I cannot get into a fight today I'm out of here please do not try me thank you so much um and on that note I have a couple of housewife poll questions that I wanted to ask both of you because one or two of the answers 
kind of surprised me about like what the answer that won. So okay. the first one is would you go to Teddy Mellencamp for accountability? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> who would say yes? I'd like to get the people on the pod that say yes because I'm yeah. curious as to who they are. I'm already hungry just thinking about that. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to go to her. I like food. I have a good relationship with it. Did you see the latest? There was like this post about, I guess, something in her recipe book, like like a taco. But it was like three, three pieces of lettuce. Yes. Peeled orange. <gasps> and oh, I want to say like a slice of carrot or something. It like literally, it was, <laughs> that was it. And it's tiny asterisk mark on the bottom. It was like, you could have this with chicken also. I was like. Good to know. Good Thank to know. you. I appreciate it. It's oh a my little gosh. What she's hoodwinking these people into. <laughs> but remember last year when she got wasted in France and all she wanted to do was eat chips and she wouldn't even let herself have a chip. I bring that up so frequently that all I think about of Teddy's iconic moments, because there aren't any, but the only thing I can <laughs> think about yeah. because Bravo asked her at BravoCon and they tweeted it and they said what is what do you think your iconic like gift phrase is? Because they want all the housewives to think that they are as marketable as Miss Nene Leaks. It's not true, but I like yeah. the energy, right? Everyone gets a participation trophy. So they asked Teddy what her most uh, marketable phrase or iconic phrase is, and she goes, I'm so hungry. And I was <gasps> like, Why would you want to remind people that you said that <laughs> one? That we all know that. And everyone in the comments were like, when did she say this? I watched every episode and she's <laughs> never said this. And I hit that reply all as I could on Twitter and said, she said it when they were in France. They were really drunk. Kyle snatched the chip out of her hand and she like cries on the bed. I'm so hungry. And they were like, oh my God, I vaguely remember that. I'm like, I never forgot it. Because I'm like, that's the truest I've ever seen Daddy B. Truly, like it really... It, it was a moment for me because it was a moment for her. She realized that, like, at the end of the day, fuck all of this. I'm hungry. Yes. She was drunk yeah. and her true colors came out. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, the rest of everybody else, I guess, is like us. So 84% said no. 16% did say yes. But I am very curious about the 16%. Well, yeah, so think, that's, that's too high that's, a number. That was pretty generous, in my opinion. Uh, the next question was, do you believe that the rumors that Lisa Vanderpump is struggling financially due to her restaurant's permanent, um, due to her restaurant's closings? So do you believe the rumors that she's basically going broke? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's living paycheck to paycheck for sure. And I don't know what paycheck it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not a pump. TV show. It's yeah, it's not a pump or a sir or uh, even Villa Rosa. I mean, Villa Blanca. It's not any of those. I feel but so bad. I can't understand why she didn't reopen. Well, be, uh, that I don't know. Because she has outdoor seating, so she could have. Oh, does she? Because didn't a car like mysteriously drive through her patio or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was that pump, right? But how did you yeah. fix that already? I, I don't know. I guess you can fix what you orchestrate. <laughs> that's true right, right. She all she did was right off. yeah exactly she did it to elevate her like her restaurant she wants a remodel she gets into an accident or a fire allegedly right yeah how many accidents has she had at these restaurants my god listen we've seen the Sopranos we know how these little 
restaurant fires go. Okay. This is all right here in Spain. And I also learned that if you have farm animals on your property, you also get a tax write off. So it's kind of cute to, oh, Lisa has, you know, these swans and these ponies. But I'm like, it might be also for a tax write off. Interesting. I've never heard that. That is crazy. Yes. Yes. My, my secret accountants told me that. But anyway, so 37% said yes. And actually, 63% said no. So wow. people are still not believing the rumors. Yeah, people are not truly tapped in. I've recognized that they pretty much follow us to remind like to tell them what's happening in the Bravo yeah. scene. Because they're like, girl, we don't have time to obsess. And I mean, truly, neither do we. But here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's just been rumblings of this for years that they're all a facade. And then there's too many links to like sketchy characters like James's dad and then like PK. It's like they're clearly shady people. So like we can't ignore what we see. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the whole like never giving a term sheet to Tom and Tom always just made me so sad because it felt like she was just playing them and for the longest time like they just wanted to believe they had finally made it something of their very you know hesitant and lackluster acting careers you know and they were very excited (laughs) about these opportunities that she was giving them and she all but said why do I need to write it down why can't I just promise you money and I'm like because nothing works that way you can't tell the landlord, I'll, I promise you money. Money will come. <laughs> Wait, exactly. but did Guillermo get Sir on a handshake? Like, what's the deal on that? Oh, right. Good point. I mean, yeah, why them? I think she really just wanted to use their names to sell it and ride that Vanderpump fame, you know, to sell it and not mm-hmm. have them involved. Not to mention, for they gave 5%. And I really hate when people say that they, you know really make up because they, they, they offered that sweat equity thing and they were like everyone scoffed at yeah. it. They're like, there's no such thing. I'm like excuse me they're basically acting as managers barbacks and pretty much filling in everywhere that is sweat equity. They are acting like owners but they do not own it. Yeah. That, she's getting free labor. They're doing majority of the work. First of all it's their it's their personalities and their notoriety that's bringing people in. Yes. And like you said, like we see Sandoval all the time, literally jumping over the bar and like making drinks. Yeah. And I know somebody that like lives in LA and goes there frequently. And first of all, she says that Tom Tom is one of the best establishments in terms of like the Vanderpump enterprise. I've heard that very many and, times. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And she's like, and Tom and Tom are there. Like you go and they are there. It's not, no, we're just here for the cameras. Like, they're actually there. They're making drinks. They're having conversations with everyone. Yeah. So they're driving that business and they're actually showing up and they are doing the, they manage the staff. That's, that's not, that's right. somebody's job. Someone gets paid thousands of dollars a year to do that and they're not. So I think it's BS when people say that, you know, oh, they, I mean, they, I think they got a bad deal. And I think that's the whole reason why she yeah. didn't want to put it on a piece of paper. She 5%, hired them. Yeah, she basically hired them as, like, mascots for the place. And they're there, like, it's Disneyland, and they're one of the characters. And they just have to pose for pictures and shake up drinks. And they get no money for it, really. I mean, besides the return that you would get. Right! It's ridiculous. Like, you paid your job to come there. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Unreal. Okay, and the last question before we get into everything is, which housewife will you miss the most? 
Tamara Judge, Dorinda Medley, Leanne Locken, or Denise Richards? Can we add our newly fallen to this list? I mean, I, I guess they didn't have the time to vote, but none of that matters because I'm only going to miss Nene now. Oh, wow. She's right. gone. And I'm just like, I mean, all the people you said, I think they all needed to go. It was time. <laughs> Even Dorinda? I think Dorinda needed to go. It was hurting to watch. It was very hard to watch her just, either she was slurring or she was yelling so loud. You couldn't understand her. I could never pick her in a fight. It was getting really sad. Yes. And I don't want to be sad. of anger. Yeah. The underbelly of anger, quote unquote, was, it was no longer under. It was very, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, she was leading with that the whole time. It got weird. Her obsession with Tinsley, it got very strange because it's just like, I, I, I often make this comparison on my show. Tinsley is basically an American girl doll. The girl is harmless. Yeah. She's not hurting a fly. Like, it's not in her. She's a miserable woman. She told us she started to cry at a circus. She's miserable. Leave her alone. Like <laughs> only a miserable person would see Tinsley and think, oh, there's a fair fight. Because she, it's not. Right. Although I think she's right. killing this reunion right now. It's not a fair fight. The girl is, just leave her alone. And Dorinda would go after her so viciously as if she was a worthy opponent. And I just couldn't get it. It became sad. And she went after her. But also said, like, she ruined the show by leaving. It's like, so what? She ruined the show by leaving because you could no longer bully her for a storyline? Like, what are you saying? You right, didn't want her it, here anyway. You made it seem like you didn't want her here. So what difference does it make? I mean, uh, she's just you repeatedly, she's so sad. She just repeatedly told her to, to go to Chicago anyway. So I'm confused. Why are we mad that she went to Chicago? She said, she okay, advice. I will. <laughs> right. Anyway. But let's get into it since we don't have you for that long. So we're just going to do, I guess, snapshots of scenes here and there, just general impressions. Um, So just for everyone listening, we are talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills three-part reunion. So let's start with part one. There, It kind of opens with that, that little, you know, video montage of what everyone's doing, whatever. Just know, obviously, it's quarantine, so we're doing the quarantine reunion thing. Now, one of the things that they talked about was they brought up Garcelle, you know, as the newest addition to the BH franchise. Um, and they also had played a clip of her on Watch What Happens Live with Andy. And she said that Erica was the most welcoming and that Kyle was the least welcoming. So how do we feel about Garcelle as an addition? And what do we feel about Garcelle's response? I can totally see it. I absolutely can see exactly that. I think Kyle is annoyed that this production even thought they needed to go and look outside of her friends and family to make this show pop in. I think she's really irritated that she is not considered this grand dame yet and has taken the LVP spot. So I could see her not being super into Garcelle, not to mention Garcelle is the working actress Kyle always wanted to be in her age. So <laughs> I think it's her main reason why she had an issue with Denise, and I think it's why she had an issue with Garcelle. And I can mm-hmm. see Erica being super inviting and open because Erica kind of operates that way. She wants to be amongst the stars. She like, She wants to be a star. I think that's why at first she was super drawn to Denise. I think it's why she was super drawn to Rena. I think it's why she's super drawn to Garcelle because she wants to be this larger than life personality and these women are these celebrities that she knew and grew up with and wanted to emulate. So I can mm-hmm. totally see that. I also don't think, 
I think Erica puts up a big front, but I actually think she's a, I think she could probably be a really nice woman. Jay, how do you feel, if anything? I mean, of course I love Garcelle as an addition. Definitely, um, Kyle is a hater, but Always. that's just, I mean, <laughs> but she doesn't miss an opportunity to hate, so that's nothing new. Um, and I love that she was able to come on with another established actress already on the show being Denise. Like, they're booked. Sorry you all have nothing to do but shoot and dress up for the show and think about this show and write lines for the show. But sorry, I have, like, lines to learn for other things. And, like, I have other things that pay my bills as well. But do you agree that Kyle glossed over Garcelle? That I'm not sure about. To be honest, I don't know how she could. Like, I, I want to believe Garcelle, but I also think that, if anything, Gar- Garcelle just got the least amount of attention from mm-hmm. Kyle. I don't think that she fully ignored her. I don't think it's possible. I think Garcelle is too large a presence. And, like, maybe Kyle didn't, you know, come openly try to interact with her as much as, like, the other women may have. Or That might be true. I think Kyle was intimidated. I mean, her best friend is Teddy for a reason. She She's a natural beta. <laughs> like, Kyle is a beta, and in alpha presences, she tends to cower. That's kind of for who sure. she is. So, and, and that's her whole thing. I wish Garcelle had seen, like, the earlier seasons with Erica. Kyle did the exact same thing. She's that woman. She doesn't really like to be around big presences because it takes away the attention from her and she really thinks that it should be on her i don't know where she got that information but (laughs) (laughs) and so obviously it also came up on this this part of the reunion that garcelle allegedly did not pay for the children's charity that Kyle had hosted. So apparently there was $5,000 that Garcelle swore that she would pay and that she didn't. And I just, I don't feel like that's true. I don't feel like Garcelle intentionally didn't pay. No, of course not. I think what happened was there were assistants at play. Cause I'm like, I don't, there were months between that auction and this reunion, right? And I don't believe that she actually went all the way to Rome with this woman and Kyle didn't say, hey, by the way, everyone paid that night and we didn't get your check. Because Garcia right. would have wrote it right then. So Kyle really did not do her best due diligence to get this money from her because then she would have gotten it before the reunion and she would not have had the opportunity to call out this woman very randomly too. It wasn't well-placed. And to to put it out there, I think that it was uh, maybe an assistant or something emailed Garcelle. The thing went to the spam. Garcelle's like, I don't know who this is. It's either the people that I was told to keep their numbers or I'm not answering the phone. And I just think that they didn't try and she didn't remember. I mean, the woman, again, like you said, is booked. And and the other thing is she doesn't notice when $5,000 is leaving her account. Like that's someone else's job to notice when $5,000 is supposed to leave her account if it does or if it doesn't. So she's the last to know. So I, I also believe that like she just didn't know until this moment and then Kyle to do this whole gotcha, like, Nice try. Like, I can send you the $5,000. It's no problem. How did y'all feel? Did you not love that she, like, wrote a whole statement and, like, released a statement? Because people were like, girl, you definitely just wanted to embarrass a Black woman. That's all that happened here. It was Stassi all over again. And she was like, I was just saying, don't do it for the camera. I'm like, okay, so, like, you just did it for the camera? 
right yes. i'm like like you literally all, just brought it up for the camera like you went on a whole trip like for you, her. like you were saying like first of all it was misplaced to bring that up anyway it didn't belong in that argument she brought it up under the guise of you weren't being genuine when you raised your paddle and said you were gonna pay five thousand and didn't pay. I'm like, well, what does that even freaking mean? Like, you, you just pulled it out of your ass. You just wanted this was the only thing that you had against Garcelle because you saw Garcelle's tweets or you saw her interviews and you were sick that she was talking about you. So you were like, you know what? I'm just gonna tell people that Garcelle didn't pay. Right. And quite honestly, it's a charity. I don't have to pay. I could very well just raise my paddle and then decide the next day I don't want to. Does that make me a shitty person? Yeah. But technically, we like you can't say in one breath that it's a charity. I hope you donate. And then and she then was also like, saying it was super, super optional. But then also, like you said, under the guise of also, this is the reason why I haven't been nice to you. Or maybe if I was cold, it was because you didn't pay this money. Then why didn't you say that? And so did you basically withhold hundreds of thousands of dollars from the hospital for children for Garcelle's 5000 Like, right. you wrote that check regardless. Like, they got three to $400,000, allegedly, but the 5000 is where you draw your line. I would like to see an actual timestamp receipt that Dorit paid $17,000 that night. I want to see it. Because <laughs> I call bullshit on that. Can we curse on here? Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I would like to see Dorit pay for it on one credit card. I challenge her not to break it up on multiple. Just pay it all. And let me see it come from a debit card. And then we can talk. Right. Right. Not the one that and got I, declined. And I, actually, I challenge. Right. I challenge the challenge, actually. I want Dorit to put that money up without having to sell something else. I mm. want that to just be in her account immediately that night. I think she doesn't have anything to sell. I think she's been renting the runway all year. <gasps> That's my, I honestly think that. I really do. Like, the the things that I know about Dorit, we could be here all night, but I really enjoy, I enjoyed her performance this year, but I also think she played this season very smartly. She went with mm-hmm. the gust of the wind. She knew that people were not going to well receive, you know, what they were doing to the knee. She's seen how they respond to the one when they go after one mm-hmm. person people don't like it we don't like it as viewers to be forced to pick a side with one person like don't do that to us we don't don't tell us all to hate one person we're likely not going to do it we'll probably do the opposite it's what's happening right now so i think dorit played it smart i think she's a very smart woman i just don't think she's a very wealthy woman Yes, mm. and I totally agree. The best seasons are the ones where it's half the cast on this side, half the cast on the other. Then it truly feels like a fair fight, and you're able to choose more clearly. Like, on this, of course we're going to side with Denise. Denise is a fucking liar. Like, and we're still on her <laughs> side. And she's a fucking horrible liar. And they at that. for it. They're so mad. Like, they're so pissed. They do not understand why we still are supportive of her. It's because we don't give a fuck that she's a liar. Y'all are all liars. That is the whole point. Y'all are lying right now about something. Where is Mauricio? Why wasn't he at his own family barbecue at his own house? I would like to Come know. On. Where is Come he on. Why is he always mm. not here? He comes two times a week. And what did he mean last mm. year when your daughter is having dinner? He's like, I'm not doing this. This is your fault. I want to know. I have questions. Mm. So don't tell me mm. that Denise is a lie because she didn't want to tell us about her own sexuality while y'all chose to out her on TV. Please. Mm. Especially because it's like, Kyle, when there were the rumors that aren't rumors, really, in my opinion, 
But when there were rumors, quote unquote, that Mauricio was out here cheating on you, Lisa Vanderpump made a little cute joke and you were pissed about it. And that was actually a storyline throughout the rest of that season. So why is it so hard for you to understand why Denise wouldn't want something like this coming out? Kim Richards. But it was okay for you to... I'm just not understanding how they're not understanding. They understand. <laughs> Kim Richards brought up Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna basically broke the restaurant. Exactly. She said, do not bring up my husband's. But okay, now we can. I don't understand when the rule changed. I would like to Well, not. Lisa Rinna, and she does bring it up in this reunion later on, but she's like, well, I handled it right then and there. I threatened her. I'm like, what does that have to do with Denise so handled it right then and there. Every time they brought it up, she's going, I don't want to talk about it. She right. basically said, Did, is that not me handling it? Nothing I happened. I don't want to talk up. about it. And Garfield point blank asked them, why are y'all so hell bent on not believing the person you're on this cast with? Like, I don't understand. Like, why are you so hell bent on making sure that she's the one on this cast that we're going to build a storyline against the hate? And I've made this point before, especially the idea that she, as a married woman and a married to a man, presumes a particular sexuality of Denise. Though she has acted as this and done movies like that, that's fine. But she's also made it clear that it is an acting job and a persona you going out of your way to bring the person that she allegedly had an affair with and they being of a different gender is now going to allow people to assume a different sexuality which is again that's her story to tell you just you're outing the person and i don't like that i really don't like that especially when we're going to then use the words like grooming so now you're not even just outing her you're calling her other things like a predator exactly. can we calm down like can we relax let's bring it back like I would be very upset if, you know, someone tried to out me. What I do in my bedroom ain't none of your business. We are work friends at best. Right. right. And what I just didn't understand is that they kind of would be like, oh, well, we don't care if she did sleep with Brandy. It's that she's not owning it. Why does she need to own it? Do you want to sleep with her? What do I need to own? And also, I'm tired of us now acting like Brandy is the mecca of truth. Okay. <laughs> We no, we've never believed Brandy ever before. Like that's what? what I'm saying. Saying Brandy is the ultimate truth teller means so many other things are true that we would actually have to compile a list of at least twenty facts we now know because Brandy is, like you said, the mecca of all truth. Like, get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? And also on top of like saying we just like if I hear Kyle again to say like just like honesty, like honesty is what will bring us closer. Like, let's just all be honest. Like, let's, then let's all be honest. Lead the pack, Lisa Vanderpump, of this new cast. And let's be honest with you first. And you set the example. Um, Tell us that Mauricio was cheating on you and you know it. Tell us. It's fine. We like to know. We believe it. He slipped up. There's no way. There's no way he was the number one real estate agent in America allegedly also honey how tell us okay, <laughs> if we're being honest tell us why you had an entire fashion show in new york for your debut line but your husband who owns the entire company can't move his company oh, on the same day hey i would love and to tell know, us since tell he's us. being honest and why who was the woman in the back yelling let's take a shot so he can't take shots of tequila on a friday when your show is on a thursday i don't understand he owns it it's his hat 
So I'm exactly confused. like in the way that woman called him, it was very familiar, and they just she seemed said, comfortable Ooh. at the home, and she seemed I like said, she would Ooh. be there after hours. Yeah. Also, why would he want to have an agency party for his company without his wife? I know plenty of people who would like to have their spouse at their company party when they think that the spouse is equal to the company, like is a part of the company. If it's our company, if you were there when you he was building it and whatnot, otherwise hmm. I would just like to know what would happen. So, okay, Kyle, like, I just stopped, I, I stopped believing Brandy when she told Joyce that she was a black woman because she doesn't get in the pool because I'm a black person. <laughs> I just got in the pool two weeks ago and it was a lovely time. Do I know how to swim? Not really, but I got in and my hair did get wet. So somebody lying. You're like a black yeah. person. I'm like, why didn't we stop there? I don't know why we came, didn't come back in for Joyce. She Shout out to Joyce, wherever you are, because she mm. caked for us. She was like, I'm deeply offended by that, because I don't think that's true. And I was like, I like her. Thank you for being offended. Because I, I don't do. know why Joyce got the axe and not Brandy. I mean... Right. And I was so annoyed when they told they pulled Teddy aside, or Brandy aside, and Brandy's like, well, you know I'm bisexual. And Teddy and Kim was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I was like, first of all, shut, calm down. Tim, how you gonna be best friends with this woman for like seven years at this point and you didn't know that? BS. Teddy, I know you watched this show. You're thirsty behind before you got on this show. And we all watched Brandy make out with Carlton in the hot tub and say she would have mm-hmm. taken it all the way if Carlton wasn't married. Pretty much Brandy just wanted to mm. redeem herself. And I keep saying, Brandy, we never would have known that you are a cheater unless you told us. But that bothered Carlton also. It bothered Carlton that Brandy ran her mouth about it. So, and like, so right. Brandy has a history of offending people. Hmm. Talking too much. And, and Carlton clearly was stripping that nanny that she had, and that, and she clearly <laughs> was cool with like uh, letting things go and like slide and having fun, right? And like you said, even she was like, "Okay, now you're crossing a line." Like us making out in the hot tub off camera has nothing to do with us sitting here right now on camera in front of all of these ladies. And I just have my final question tired. for Brandy is. If you're going to say that Denise is not who she pretends to be, which we all know that scene was filmed out of order, um, but you're going to also say weeks before at the charity fundraiser that you, you're flirting with Denise and her husband and saying you want to be a throuple. So which is it? Is Denise a, you know, a lying woman who has almost nothing to do with you? Because she seemed to engage with you that night. So I would like to know why you want to be a throuple with somebody who thinks is lying. Aaron hates Brandy you can tell in his energy even in that moment when she was like I want to be a throuple he's like I don't even want to film with this woman he does he's has not liked Brandy I have I feel like from the beginning and that's why he was like when Denise was saying oh Brandy was going to try to ride with us and Aaron said no I was like I can't imagine Aaron said no in a very mean way to let her know like we don't hang around trash like that which is why she doesn't want the story out I right understand and they yeah. talk about it later in the reunion so I don't want to really jump ahead but you know, everyone's all of a sudden concerned for Denise because the way Aaron spoke to her about, like, crushing her hand. And it's like, so if you can understand that there might be something else going on, why is it so hard for you to understand why I don't want the story of me philandering with Brandy of all people out? Mm. Maybe that there's maybe there's something to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's something behind me and Aaron's relationship, and I just don't want that out. Because right. I literally so wrote in my notes, not allegedly, I wrote, Aaron is abusive. I can tell. I said, I said from the crush your hand moment to like the way her personality changed and she's got with changed. him. 
And, like, she can be honest about the Brandy thing because Aaron, like I said, like, about the riding thing. Like, you could just tell that he has her in some sort of lock in that she's, like, like, blink twice, Denise. Like, it's okay. Like, this guy is, like, not good for you. And, obviously, she doesn't pick the best mates, even including Brandy (laughs) and Charlie Sheen. So, like, I don't know. Like, this guy is up to no good. Yeah, and I think they know either that or something that's going on with the court situation. Because in Rome, they mentioned it. They said, and, you know, she has a lot. You have a lot going on, we know. And I'm like, okay, but we don't know that. So if you know that she got a lot going on, but you still right. pressing this, I don't understand. Okay, make it make sense, please. Continuing on. Um, in this first part. So the next part, they also talk about, um, they introduce the character that is Sutton. And so how do we feel about Sutton as an addition? She wasn't technically a housewife. It was more like a friend of? She was on the entire reunion. So she was originally a housewife. I know that to be true. And what happened was, weirdly, Bravo has all these stipulations when you are a newcomer versus when you are on the show. So though we never see these house husbands and the kids of the other castmates, because Sutton's kids could not film she was demoted after they already shot most of the season. I My theory is that Teddy was the friend of. That's why we mm-hmm. don't see a lot of her and she gets like zero confessionals until after Corona. And then all of a sudden she started getting confessionals. I think she was the friend of and Sutton was on the show. That's why all of Teddy's scenes were shot in black and white. And like we see them as past filming events that we never saw. And then mm-hmm. when they realized that they couldn't keep Sutton on because her husband wouldn't let her film her kids, then she ended up, they swatched, they switched, switched places, but they weren't going to refilm because I don't know if y'all knew this. They already scrapped like months of filming at, at, by the time we started. Yeah, the right. And by the time we, we were in New October, York. So mm-hmm. they were not going to start it over again. So Sutton was there the whole time because she was supposed to be there the whole time. And I think she did a better job than Teddy. The bar is low, but she did a better job than Teddy. I like Sutton for this show. I think she's quirky and like, she's kind of snooty in like a way that's fascinating to watch I don't have to love a new housewife to like like them on the show so I maybe she's not my best friend but I like Mm -hmm. what she brings to the show it's a different flavor than the other ladies right and she's actually rich question mark compared to everybody else yeah (laughs) I don't know why she's bored I love her thinking that couture is like gonna sell that's adorable that's what we signed on for, though. We signed on for the opulence of Beverly Hills when, you know, LVP used to take a limo to Adrian Malouf's house, like, two doors mm-hmm. down. We like that. So Sutton's selling these crazy couture pieces in, like, the middle of, you know, a, a boulevard in Los Angeles. Like, no one's buying that shit, girl. But she has the money to pretend and, like, have a store. Right. And I love it. And I'm sure the store will withstand Corona because she has the money to keep it up. Exactly. <laughs> not because people are buying. Store. She just wants to be there. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not because people are purchasing. It's strictly because she has the money to fund it. So what do you think about this whole about this whole Dorit and Sutton? Do you remember like she was at um, they were going to Lisa Rena's kids. I mean, let the mouse go. Let the mouse go. How could I forget? <laughs> right and I just feel like it was a reach it was a reach and and that's fine I mean 
Dorit needed a moment. This was early on. They didn't know where this was going to go. And truly, I think Dorit was like, I just need a little something because I don't want to hinge my own season on Denise. And I think that's a fair <laughs> shot. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Because Dorit's probably the only other person that came out of this season scotch-free. where people don't blatantly hate her for going after Denise because she chose not to. She chose to try to have her own storylines. She tried to have, she had one with Sutton. It was actually good to watch. We got some good sound bites out of it. Would let the mouse go. You know, she had one with Kyle and Rome. So at least three was trying to have her own season. She actually was trying to have a storyline, unlike the other ladies and that fierce Foxy List Five thing. She needs she needs this job more than anybody else in the show. Okay. So she's gonna make. She's gonna make sure her spot is secured, and I don't blame her for that. I like Dorit, and I enjoy watching her. I like it when she does her little fashion thing. Okay, the thing is, I think Sutton was a good addition, but she didn't really have much of a storyline technically, which is saying something because I still think that she had a better storyline than Teddy. Yeah, yeah. And Teddy was pregnant. She <laughs> could have had a storyline, but then I also thought about what was she talking about this like alleged MLM she's running, where people starve themselves to be posted on her Instagram. That one, where she talked about right, her husband, the one scheme of a protection agency that ain't protecting nobody because we already got like one right. person dead. Kyle's house was robbed, so it's doing very well. The security firm apparently, um, like, <laughs> what would the storyline be? How her daughter already has eating, like disordered eating, because she's talking about how she doesn't like her arms and she's like eight. Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, so <laughs> what, where is the storyline? How you get into this big house and we met you? You were poor two seasons ago. Right. Listen, the problem is you're pregnant and okay, uh, I'm not really interested or I don't really care about, you know, it's just going to be bad, but I don't really care about the pregnant and new moms on the show, on these shows necessarily, unless they were like really, really trying for a long time to get pregnant and this is like a miracle baby. Because they make that being pregnant or their new baby their whole storyline. And that's fine, but that's not interesting to me. You're and not the first don't. or only mom on the show either. So it's just not that impactful for me. Again, like you said, it's different if we came on the journey with them or it's Atlanta because they're all kind of going through the same thing at the same time. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't need to see it. Right. Yeah. And I don't care about Teddy's family. I don't think her husband's attractive and I don't care about I don't him. trust him. I don't, I don't trust her family <laughs> what, what, whatsoever. I think you got to do a lot of hustling in order to be the daughter of a celebrity and a song writer who has money and tells it to your face, you don't have none of my money. I think you have to hustle. And I think she's done that. I just don't always think that it's the right way. I think she's out there scamming. I really do. I and do I'm too. not mad at it. I just I don't want to know. I don't care. I also think you can't be on a show if you're a scammer because then you, you can't tell us about the scam. That, that's the whole point. Of the scam. But what's interesting about this, the you know, Teddy's taco scam is that I don't see Teddy defending herself. I literally only see Kyle in the comments. But she's loud and wrong. She's talking about, oh, she helps a lot of people. Kyle, who do you know that she has quote unquote helped? You the girl is just hungry. Helping hungry is not helping them. Like, I can do that on my own. I know how to stop. Have you right. been busy? I don't like, need to pay a service 
seven hundred. I mean, not, especially when not accredited. Like you got people out here really outing her that this certification doesn't take anything. It's like seven hundred dollars at home. It's like some you know one of those commercials on like you sitting on your couch and you want to do something with your life. Go to college. Here's a degree, and that's basically what it is. And that's how she became the. Like well, she's not a dietitian. She's not a nutritionist. So I, to be honest, I don't. A hundred percent fault, Betty, because I'm like, why are you going to a skinny woman to help make you skinny? Because yeah. she was once not skinny. That don't mean anything for you, honey. Y'all got different body types. Everyone is very. That's not how this works. Nutrition doesn't work that way. There is no one way to be cute and fit, and it's definitely not by being yelled at via text message. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't even take this whole Teddy storyline. I also never trusted Teddy from Jump because the people who cozy up to Lisa Vanderpump the, the quickest are the scammiest type of people because mm-hmm. obviously like scammers connect with scammers. So her, for her to be Teddy Bear to Lisa Vanderpump was always a red flag to me. And now she cozied up to Kyle because she didn't get rid of Kyle. She thought LVP right. was the safest space until someone probably told her, well, you know, the show is built around Kyle and our family. She goes, oh, cool. I'll be at that door tomorrow. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, I have something I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that Garcelle said someone told her on the cast not to trust Kyle. Who do you think it was? I have a theory. Who do you think it was? Erica. I agree, Monty. I think it's Erica. And the reasons I think it's Erica is she told um, Yolanda about Munchausen's when, like, Lisa came to Mexico after she was talking to Eden, saying all that stuff about, like, Kim's close to death. She's the one who told Lisa, like, hey, people are going to be coming for you. She's just always the one to, like, tell somebody behind the back and, like, kind of plant the seed as, like, their quote-unquote friend off camera. I was just going to say, because she's actually, like, a girl's girl. I know They mm-hmm. kind of throw that around on mm-hmm. these shows. And Erica, listen, I, I like Erica. I have my issues with her because sometimes she's cold to the point where I'm just like, listen, Erica, I can't continue to defend this. Like, I get this is your personality, but also I need you to step outside of it. You need to read the room. You keep getting this. You're cold. You're cold. We're not feeling. We're not feeling you. You know reactions from people. So I need you to kind of like have some sort of. I need you to look at the mirror every now and again. But I do feel like if Erica considers you a friend, she is defending you. She's letting you know about shit. If people are talking behind your back, I don't feel like she's a disloyal person. Yes, I agree. And back to what I said before, I definitely think. She was impressed with Garcelle. Um, I think a successful star Black actress is like Erica's dream come true as a BFF. I think mm-hmm. that's why they had it off so quickly. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think, you know, it, it, she was great to Garcelle and that's helpful. And, you know, as someone who's coming in new. But also last season at the reunion, this is going to be a throwback. Andy asked the ladies, who do you think the new queen of the show will be and I never got Erica's answer out of my head it gave me chills Kyle Kyle but the way she said it she was like Kyle I mean look at the reason why we're all here now it's Kyle and I was like she was pissed that she has to now like bow down to this woman in order to keep her job it felt very much so like she did not want Kyle because she does not respect Kyle but she knew it was Kyle and mm. I felt it. I, I challenge everyone to go back and watch that scene and tell me you don't feel the ice coming from Erica's voice when she says it. Because Andy even asked her, he, he goes, who are, are you talking about, Kyle? Because she doesn't say it at first. She goes, 
look at who the like, look at who's brought us all here because Kyle's the one who started this mess with Lisa. Mm-hmm. She brought she made this big plan, and I think that's what she was alluding to is that Kyle decided the storyline last season. She decided to go after LVP, and she decided to, why to do it. And when it, it, and she said, like, look at the reason that we're all sitting here now, and who's not. So she's like, we all went along with it because we knew one of them was not going to make it out. And Kyle was the one who stayed. So this is who we're with now. And I just don't feel like she respects her. I feel like she knows it's calculated. And last season was a proof of that. And now so is this season. Because they just did it again, which I find to be the dumbest thing. She's a horrible master manipulator. Kyle, get the fucking boot. from. If she can stay on the show, even because I hate her and I kind of love to hate her. She could stay on the show, bring Kim back, and then get somebody else who is in charge of actually, like, pushing plot and, like, planning storylines out, like how Lisa did it so seamlessly until the end. We need somebody else like that on Beverly Hills because a beta cannot be an alpha. Like, she cannot be the one in charge. You see that her sister might be coming, Kathy? Yeah. I would live, live. I would be alpha. here for that because I think Kathy. That's an alpha. I don't think okay. Kathy fucks with her own sister, and I'm not. No, she doesn't. I would love for her to look. She doesn't, but historically, Kathy does not fuck with Kyle. She sides she with Kim. With yeah, she fuck with Kim over Kyle. So but she didn't talk to, that... to Kyle after the the show came out. Kyle's failed show, and that show was trash. American Woman. It was so <laughs> bad. But Kathy was pissed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to see that dynamic. And originally, they wanted it to be the three of them, allegedly. That was the <gasps> whole premise. And Kathy had said <sighs> no. And, and that was the problem. But if, if she would pop in. So they wanted it to be the three of them. And then it ended up becoming a housewife franchise because they included more power friends. So mm-hmm. that was kind of how it was supposed to start as a show. Because, but Kathy was like, girl, I'm real rich. I'm not fake rich. So, but this was years ago before Housewives now have bigger notoriety than being a fucking mm-hmm. legend. I want to, I do want to kind of skip ahead a little bit. And I want to talk about the scene at Erica's mansion. And I want to talk about the whole, not even the Zodiac thing, that's fine. But I, I want to talk about the discussion that happened kind of afterward. Especially now that we're talking about Kyle and Erica's dynamic because Kyle quite literally snapped at Erica. <laughs> she yeah. truly and lost told, it. And told that bitch that she don't have no friends. And Erica lost it right back. And I was like, I only get one time with Erica. Y'all know this. I don't know why they keep doing this. Don't push that button with her. That girl don't want, you don't want the smoke from Erica. Something come out of her that's different. Like a low howl, like a low growl that comes out. <laughs> that time she did good because sometimes you know her emotions take over her but that moment she was like I do have close friends and I considered you one of them she was very on point with Ooh. that one I'm like okay there you go there you go right I considered you one of them heard <laughs> right on up she was like oops I forgot so, what I was to make being friends right right so do we think that Teddy and Kyle's relationship is weird no I think they're I both think weird so. I think they are weird, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's it. They're That's... weird individuals, but their relationship itself is not weird. I think Teddy yeah. kisses Kyle's ass in a way of like when you know the you want to be friends with the popular girl as a young mm-hmm. girl. Uh, she's very Katie Herring from Mean Girls. 
She's oh, like, yes. she knows what she's doing. She knows how she's trying to get in good, make it to the top. And then she's just trying to ultimately overcome it. I mean, I think Teddy is full blown Katie Herring, like from start to finish of me, girls. Like, mm-hmm. and, and look at the glow up. Like, look at the difference of this year versus when she first came on. And I think, again, like, people have made this theory Teddy's very upset that she had to go all out and become this glamazon and get a nicer house and all these things to kind of fit mm-hmm. in with this group and fit in on the show because it couldn't be her and Denise. They were always going to just keep Denise to be the vagabond looking hoe because she yeah. got star power. But it is, it is interesting that Kyle called you know Denise the ragamuffin. I'm like uh, Teddy's not that far off, babe. Yeah, <laughs> when you met her, she was not. Didn't you read like read her fulfill for like putting like champagne and like a margarita glass or something? Yeah, and she was like, "You better yep. serve me the right glass right now. I'm gonna give it back." And, and that's why Sutton checked her. Sutton was like, "Are you gonna let my small disdain for your clothing like get like make a wedge in our, our relationship?" Yeah, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Like, girl, that, that whole thing, too, that whole like her getting offended by Sutton saying, you know, oh, like at first I thought you, you know, I thought you were going to be boring. But first of all, we're having a first impressions conversation. I, don't you you claim that you want accountability, you want honesty, whatever, whatever. Sutton is honestly telling you that she thought you were going to be fucking boring. Yeah. Now, what she didn't honestly say is that you are boring. And she's right. And you still she should have, cause she cried at it. <laughs> who cries? And she at that? cried. I'd be like, I'm, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and only somebody who is who knows they're boring because they can't be anything other than just a sober drunk, I mean, a sober pregnant woman right now would cry at that. So she cried, and she said it was more like you were talking about the baby. And I love how Teddy tried to say it at the reunion and was like, I was more so crying, not because you called me boring, when that's the answer. It yeah. was because you said <laughs> that um, you were like, my and she's pregnant, oh, God. And she was like, and I just, this is a beautiful moment in my life. And I'm like, but you got two kids. It's, at this point, it's like, okay, just another kid at best. It's not like, you're not a new mom. Like, you're, you're fine. Calm yeah. down. You're pregnant. And you are you know how to navigate the world at this point pregnant. Like, that's the whole point. It's, it's more so. And Sutton, I agree. I know plenty of my girlfriends, especially now at this time in my life, we have one who's, like, pregnant. I ain't inviting that bitch to the cookout. We're not going to the, uh, the, the girls' trip. I can't. Right. I'm responsible for you getting pregnant and having a baby in Cosmo Mail. And now the baby is and or a different like birthplace. <laughs> and the, and your husband, boyfriend, fiance, baby daddy mad at me because I decided to take you to the girl's trip and now she's pregnant because we was dipping it low and on the beach. And now she got the baby <laughs> coming out. And the dad is like, I'm sorry, she's supposed to be here resting. And that's the whole point. That's why we would be like, oh girl, now this girl's pregnant. And it's because we gotta now alter our plans around you. And if anything is an indication that Sutton was right, it was the way the entire cast booked all their activities, not considering Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> like wine tasting and bike rides. Like they did not give a fuck about that woman. And Yo, that's but what Kyle was. Kyle's Kyle's your best friend, and she was the one that did the bike riding. Listen, Erica and was not, you know, her was her she, and them sitting on the floor at the barbecue. I mean, right. countless. But that's I'm like Erica point. doing her whole, you know, sushi at a mommy, whatever. That's that's a that minor oversight. You could still come to the event though. 
Kyle blatantly chose things that you should not be doing. You should not be on a bike. You should. You can't go. You should you hardly be traveling to Rome. They should have had this oh. trip like ten weeks earlier. And I think that was Sutton's whole point. Is like, you know, I came on this show for us to have cocktails and have fun drinks. And little did she know, no one else would give a fuck about Teddy's pregnancy. But she was like, I now I realize they're gonna probably have to alter everything around you because I'm new and you're not. So they're gonna probably make yeah. everything pregnancy friendly. And I mean, she was wrong. They didn't give a fuck. But yeah. she was like, oh gosh, she's pregnant. <laughs> like, she's going to be emotional. We can't do, we can't eat like fish. So we got to make sure we got real food around her. And I got to make two separate plates and everything. I kind of got where someone was coming from. I agree. It throws a wrench. Like, I'm happy for you. I'll throw you the baby shower. But also, like, oh God, now nah, I can't take you to get shots. We were supposed to go get shots next week and you pregnant. <laughs> I mean that but also just a random side note about Teddy I think she should have been on Vanderpump Rules because she's friends with Stassi and them she's emotional like them too like the fact that she would cry over like Sutton saying she was going to be born that was very Vanderpump Rules energy and she's Isn't young it just so wild that she's younger than Jax that is the wildest yes! thing in the world to me because she acts the she oldest, did. and that's kind of the yeah. whole thing. That's the only reason <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't have young energy. That's the Matronly. only I feel like she couldn't work yeah. on Vanderpump Rules. Is we all have to constantly be reminded that all the motherfuckers are old at like twenty eight. Like it doesn't mesh. They still very much so act like they are twenty one. Maybe not, but I'm. I, then maybe I just need to see a sixty minute special before Stassi was canceled. So two years ago, I would have liked to see a sixty minute special and just their friendship and what that entails and what they do on the weekends. I don't know. Oh. Racist vibes since I met her, but you know everybody loves her. So I, I mean, that myself. She's from New Orleans, so right? I, I really wasn't expecting much. So Saucy is, yeah. I mean, I always got different vibes from that girl, so I'm not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Teddy would be a, a pretty decent replacement, actually. I think a, a woman who stars people and makes millions of dollars would be the perfect <laughs> thing to pay a lot off. For sure, I want to. I want to see her next to Jax. I see what, <laughs> what they're getting into. Oh my god, her and Katie could be close. Yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah, they need to help all day and do nothing. Yeah, be boring together. Oh Katie yeah, that's Nicole. good. I actually like this plan. We just we fixed it. You're welcome, Evolution Media. Our check right. is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It, I have no problem cashing it. Um. So one of the next scenes. I mean, I, we're honestly going all over the place, but they bring up you know the whole Denise dinner conversation. When Denise had them all over at dinner and they started, you know, get into some grown folk talk. But the kids were at the next table. How do we feel about this whole event from start to finish, how it went down? Because this was really this this is where they started trying to give Denise the villain edit. This is her origin story right here. Because this kind of just snowballed into the whole brandy situation, also. So, you know, this is, I keep saying this, but I don't understand what they're not understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they don't get why Denise just wouldn't want to talk about these things with the kids right in earshot. And it's not even just her kids. Kids that she kids don't friends. own. Right. She don't own these children. These not her I, kids. Like, these <laughs> are the PTA mom kids who's not going to text her these on a Thursday. PTA. And be, right. I knew I shouldn't have let my daughter at Charlie Sheen's daughter's kid's house. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I thought 
Right. I thought I was sending my kid over there for some brick oven pizza. And my kid is talking about. You told me shit. ice cream. And you talking about <laughs> other types of cream. You better right. reel it back. You told me there was going to be a diamond ice sculpture. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. And you know Why what? Beyond just the parents, I've made this statement. I'm far removed from high school. It's been less than 10 years since I've been a senior in high school. We was bitches. Like, we was mean. Like, yeah, mean right. people. And I'm just now in therapy for how mean I was people. And so, <laughs> I'm looking at it like, you know, every day, like, Denise probably is just trying to create the most normal life for this girl mm-hmm. because she can't take back the movies that she did. She can't who her father is. She can't change that her younger sister needs more attention and assistance than she does so she probably gets neglected sometimes and or feels that way though denise is probably doing right. the best she can these kids mm-hmm. are in her ear like oh you know denise's mom is a freak like are you kidding me you know that's happening and she has to swallow that every day like yeah Denise just probably wants to make the hallway uh you know the hallway transition as smooth as possible and i can't be mad at her for that but that makes total sense to me because let me tell you something if this was happening in front of Kyle's kids that's what I say Portia would never even this would never be a plot line for Portia are you fucking kidding me again again when Lisa Vanderpump joked in front of Portia about the whole Mauricio thing Mm -hmm. Kyle flipped her shit meanwhile Portia couldn't even tell you what two plus two was. Right, she was goo goo gaga. Like she, she didn't know shit. Gaga over the fucking floor. So I ugh, wish somebody had brought that up. I'm so mad that they are like the Andy's doing these reunions this way. I'm like, if you don't go ahead and do your work, like pull the scenes from the vault. You all know Andy we're gonna is, do it. He's too neutral for me, babes. He's too neutral. I yeah. Don't you know, I need him. I think to he's be too biased. Nicer. I think he's too one or the other. I think he has clear favorites, and I think Kyle is one of them. Yo, oh, he, he adores Kyle. The other thing is, at least, I wish Denise could fight better. That's part of the reason, like, by the end of the reunion, I was yeah. kind of glad to see Denise go, because I found it exhausting, <laughs> like, being on her side, but also watching her lie so horribly, but also, like, not being able to at least make something up in the meantime. Like, like come better on. Fight. Like, tag me, Denise. Don't right. tag me in. I'm like, right. It's like a relay race. Tag me in, babe. Tag you me not, in. You, you tired. And then to see her eyes I got bloodshot you. and she's talking about right. setting powder. <laughs> well, A, you need to fire your makeup artist. You've been wearing setting powder all season and you was never crying once. So that's a lie. Go on and switch on over to the Anastasia Beverly Hills or something. Like, how you got lo- how you got CVS brand setting powder and you and you crying <laughs> but you got money. I don't believe that. Not for this day. So that's a lie. You was crying because they got to you and that makes me sad. Right. She took a volume or something and it made me sad to watch her just sit there and flounder because all she had and, and to be honest, Andy had to step in at one point because they're out they're all trying to, you know, uh bait her. Where's Brandy? Where's Brandy? And I'm like, she's not on the fucking show, bitch. Like that's why she's not here. This is not her cast. This is her job. Her job is not to be on this reunion. And Denise couldn't even say she's not on the cast. That's why she's not here. It's a very right. easy comeback. Andy had to be like, she literally said her, she played her entire hand on the show. She told us what happened. She said she sucked my you know what. So there you well, go. There's nothing else she needed to say. And I'm like, well, there you go. Speaking of Brandy, Brandy had tweeted, all Denise had to do is say, it's none of your business. It's private. Instead, she lied, ran, 
threatened lawsuits, made up stories, try to take footage out. Also, did, were the lawsuits pending or did they go through? Because this is giving me very like Adrian Maloof who like kind or like Taylor Armstrong, really, when Russell was like <laughs> sending letters about maybe sending a lawyer letter. Like, did she sue you? Did she threaten <laughs> to sue you? Like, what's the tea? Because I'm not understanding it. I think they were really just cease and desist, which just means like stop talking about it or I, I will sue you for defamation X, Y, and Z. It's not a lawsuit. I think she tried to do it within her her contract, which, you know, there's always been rumor that they're not allowed to sue each other as housewives because it means right. they can't talk about it on the show. But she could do it to Brandy. Brandy not on the show. Exactly. Boom. Listen, do you think do you think Brandy's coming next season, Monty? Do you think she's gonna hold a diamond? No, I think they are never going to buy the cow when they get this milk for free. Okay. She took down Denise Richards on a show and she, she played an entire season. They, she let them build an entire season around her and her own affair. And she was only there for like two episodes. That's stupid. She's dumb. Like, that's, that's dumb. dumb. I would be yeah. like, if you're going to talk about me, I'm going to be on every episode that you talk about me. At Buka the Bebop. She's sitting there. Buka the Bibolo. <laughs> I love that so much. Buka the Buka, Buka the is it like Olive Garden? I just love her. Literally. But the gag is it kind of is. It yeah. is Olive Garden. Yes, actually. Except there's less of them in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> I looked it up because I've never heard of it. From where I where I live, I've or from where I'm from, we know we don't have them. There's like one in all of the city. So I was like, and I didn't see it until after the show aired. And I was like, there's a Buka de Beppo. Oh my God. But the what's really funny is that Teddy was like, oh my God, it's like my baby shower gonna be here. And like it was. And I was like, yikes. Yikes. And like, you really yeah. I'm like, bitch, you hadn't planned it. You hadn't. She was about to pop this baby out. You hadn't planned nothing yet. You don't have the monopoly on baby showers for you. this one person on an ensemble cast. Otherwise, yes, what Erica and Dorit and all of them said is true. Y'all are closer than everybody else. So why actually that's not the case? Snooze, you lose the money from her little lemon cello room, okay? Dorit so... was like, look, guys, I have a great thing. It's a free <laughs> venue. I'm poor, <laughs> and I've been really looking for discounts, and this is for free. So, I mean, but I have heard that at other Buca de Bethel's, you can, like, shop the lemon or the pre-room menu. So, shout out to Dorit mm-hmm. for taking this nationwide. There's a menu, <laughs> like a pre-room menu? I was not yeah, aware of that. Like, so, I have had friends who are podcasters and like, you know, Instagram or influencers and stuff who have gotten her food sent to them from their local Buka de Beppo. <laughs> and it's not in California. And I am like, so we went from Encino to Nation. Okay, Dorit, a scam. I'm so happy. I love it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait does she I get a percentage? First of all, does she get a percentage off of every meal you buy? Like, are we feeding her kids right now by buying this food? Secondly, I love the lengths at which Bravo people go to to just, like, be in this world. It's so funny to me. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I gotta um, talk about it. Yeah, Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Where Ryan Bailey, y'all should definitely have him on next. And I love Ryan I so love freaking he much. He got invited to the Capri room and he was like, he was telling me, like, yeah, we're going to have to do like a joint, like a huge joint meetup once all of this shit is over and we can all travel. We're all going to come here and have some really like, you know, mediocre chicken parm. 
Yeah. <laughs> For the salad, you can get either apple gorgonzola or a Caesar salad. Caesar, I love a Caesar. Caesar too. Yeah, me too. Okay. Entree. You can get a chicken parm with spaghetti marinara. Mm-hmm. That was for Erica. A, ch- <laughs> a chicken lemon with spaghetti marinara or salmon sorrento with spaghetti marinara. <laughs> Yo, chicken I mean, parm. Marinara don't go with salmon. You better put that back. <laughs> it's gotta be the chicken parm. Like, I'm not put salmon is a light, flaky fish, and y'all got the heaviest of tomatoes roasted and spiced on top. That is a lot. And mm. then lemon chicken with a marinara pasta on the side? Absolutely not. It should be like a uh, cream base. Noodles or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, like shit. Like, you Why know, are we exists. Why don't we just do that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why are we being cheap and putting spaghetti marinara with everything? Because tomatoes <laughs> are cheap. Like, yeah. For dessert, you can only have cannoli. Oh. <laughs> I hope you like that. Thank you for making that choice. I want to go to Bo- Buka de Bipop. Same. I might get some Buka de Beps ordered and I might see what happens. Buka de Pepto. I am not I mad I'm very happy. You better go ahead and scam the people all over the world. This ain't nothing to do with Capri, but go ahead and let them, let, let them pretend. She's doing the Travis Scott meal before he could even do it at McDonald's. I'm loving what she's doing. I know. I'm wow. really interested in, in, in this. I'm happy for her. I wish she could teach a class. You know, I love when the producers asked her at the beginning of the season, are y'all <laughs> Are y'all I was like, what a question. As they popped mint in their mouth, hoping that the audio would get deleted. Right, as they tried to mm. scam. I love that. Like, <laughs> bold. In that Hamburglar wow. outfit. You go, Dewey. You go, yeah. I bet you my money is on she will be sponsoring or being sponsored by Rent the Runway next year. We're making fun of it now, thinking that she, you know, it's like shady now. I promise mm-hmm. you, she will find a way to make us fall in love with the idea of Rent the Runway. And I will be the first to be like, I knew it. I knew she was renting them clothes. How do we feel about Lisa Renna's reaction to Denise saying, well, really everyone's reaction to Denise saying then that she won't bring her kids around? Where are their kids? Where are their kids? Like, I, I don't have a reaction the double standard on this this season is absolutely so ridiculous I can't even like as much as Denise is lying overreacting doing the most and something's clearly going on over there I don't believe it for shit I'm like y'all can't use these arguments where are your kids Kyle was mad that Denise didn't bring her kids to a family barbecue that none of her own family was at not even Mauricio. He was at some football game at USC. Her, but her, yeah, he chose, again, a choice. Because house, <laughs> you could sell the ticket. But also, her own kids weren't at her kid barbecue. So why does she mad at Denise's kids for not being there? And also, what is this whole idea that we don't understand that, you know, why? Well, we wanted some adult time. Duh. Plenty of people do. That is the whole point of why they go on date nights and go out with friends. They want adult time. They know there's going to be adult conversation and they want to make sure they can have all of it without being 
interrupted by someone who needs to go to the bathroom or something like that. Not to mention she has a child who has special needs. So she wants a little break. Right. She's going to take a break because she spends a lot of her time making sure her kids are good. So there's that. But also because the very last time you basically embarrass the shit out of her in front of her kids and her kids' friends. Listen, I, quite honestly, shit, I'll say it. I don't want these kids here. Two of them, they're teenagers. They don't want to be here. And like we said, Eloise is special needs. That's a lot of Have like, you ever tried to get a teenager to go to a mom to... a mom party? Right. She would right. She would not be my mama would try to play that shit. She used to be like, Oh, so and so has a daughter your age. I am 14. We don't say things like that to me anymore. We're not play dates. <laughs> Do not play date. We're not doing oh girl, you go ahead. Well, they have a moon mouth. Hey, moon rat. Don't ever disrespect me like that again, mama. I am. I can stay home alone. Like, please. She. She. It would take longer for her to literally tell her kids they're going and get them in the car than for them to even be there. Especially when she knows she's going to be fifteen minutes before they start going on her, and she's going to want to leave. She knows she's a leaver. She's honest. It's all ridiculous, like you said. I mean, she didn't even have her child that lives at home. Kyle didn't even have Portia at her party. It, there's no excuse. She had a whole family barbecue to do another gotcha on Denise to be like, well, where are your kids? It was pointless. Right. And it's it's so it's like a cheap shot that they are continually continually saying that when they all have boundaries. Like how Erica doesn't even you can't even mouth her son's name on the show. But yet you have nothing but time. And he's grown. But you have nothing but time to talk about how her daughter might have threesomes if she's not already like having them herself she's talking Lisa about him Rinna like come started on yelling at uh Den, at Den, um at Sutton when Dorit just said oh Sutton said she's gonna freak out she goes I don't play about my kids <laughs> Dorit and Sutton, this don't got nothing to do with you calm down and like so then what then you do understand where Denise is coming from because your kids are grown and you're using your child as a storyline and she's an adult mm. please mm. Yeah, so um, we say all that to say we have no thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I, I guess I just have to ask, how do we feel about Erica saying that Der- Denise singled her out? She said that she was being targeted because I guess the whole post conversation was that only Doris, Doris, oh my god, only Denise met up with Erica to talk about the whole sex conversation. I. Quite honestly, I don't understand it. So I don't know how Erica got to the conclusion that Denise was only singling her out for the sex conversation that night. You mm. know, I mean, Erica just really hates being single. Like she doesn't like to think that someone's coming after her, even if they're not coming after her. It's a little bit of delusion. It's a lot of fear. But but. But Monty, how did she get to that point? Is is why I'm Oh, there there's there is no points made at all. This whole scene. Oh. Not a point was made. Oh. Nobody made a point. <laughs> there was no point. Like I was confused every episode. Like, why wait, where are we? How did we arrive? I mean, I think very episode like episode two, Dorit was like, finally, I can finally talk about the lawsuit that I was in that was horrific and then never spoke of it. I was so confused. Yeah. I said, What you mean you could talk about it, but you ain't talk about it. Mm. I'm I'm lost. Make it make sense. So the, I mean, the whole season we don't know. I think she was upset the production made Denise meet up with, and Denise chose Erica. 
Like some, yeah. she knew that somebody was gonna have to do it. And then I think that she just went to Teddy and them. I just anytime someone said, and then you went to Teddy, I'm like, girl, nobody goes to Teddy. Teddy found <laughs> out. To stir the plot. Like she's not gonna be the one to like get this going. So yeah, no, she didn't go to her on purpose. Which is exactly why nobody she... remembered this entire scene. We were like, wait, what wait, when they go out? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just, I just, I really can't understand how they were like really trying to roast Denise for not wanting to bring her kids around. I said that I don't want to have this conversation in front of my kids. Well, this is grown folk talk. You shouldn't have had your kids here in the first place, which is bizarre. Okay. So I'm not going to have my kids. Right. So then next time we meet up, I'm not bringing my kids. And now I'm not bringing my kids and that's a problem. It was more than even just a problem. It felt like Kyle was saying, I would never let that kind of thing happen at my house. And I'm like, so then you understand why she didn't want it happening at her house. So you recognize that something bad happened. You recognize that you regarded her home differently than you would want them to regard yours. Exactly. That's exactly and what's happening. Wait. You thought that you were going to Wild Things house. Y'all said it. So you definitely disrespected mm-hmm. her house. You did it on purpose. And you're upset that she's And you caught. know they disrespected her house because they... Also, disrespectfully, we're like, well, you know, you were in those movies and Charlie Sheen's their dad. So I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is that? What's that mean? Like, Y'all never did that. Didn't you win a little for Playboy? They ain't calling her now. Yeah. Um, Money, I don't know if you watch Watch What Happens Live the other night where the podcasters were on, like Ben and Ronnie and like Ira Madison and the third. All that. They were all on after this. And one of the things that I think maybe like Danny asked or something Shout like that. Shout out this, to Danny. He's was, a sweetheart. <laughs> a love Danny oh my god and he's from Ohio and I'm from Ohio oh, he's, my Ohioan, he's a very but... sweet guy oh my gosh um so I think he asked them like was there ever like one of them asked is there ever a housewife that you came into the reunion really liking and then like after that reunion your feelings changed and Ira was like kind of poking him to say Carol because like infamously when Carol said that shit to him at that season 10 reunion but um he said that a lot of the times, he said, for example, Portia, like her first season, they were on the fence about bringing her back, but she performed. So what the reunion, they were like, okay, we're going to keep her. And then he said, so a lot of housewives are like kind of on the fence and they don't know about it. So the reunion is their time. I'm sure that's what happened with Dorinda and like a lot of other ladies. But I just find that interesting. And I feel like that's kind of why Erica was like piping up so much at this reunion. She was like, I've kind of been a little sleepy in terms of like going after somebody I need to like step it up so they remember why they have me on here. Like, that makes sense because I call for her to be a friend of. Oh yeah, I think she's I think she's out totally. I don't mm-hmm. see it for her really? anymore. I don't see it at all. I but you want to know what's Ooh. funny is that I feel that exact same same thing happened with Eva Marcel because last season yes. she was very pregnant, but she was also very sleepy. Like even as a pregnant woman, she was like, I don't want to be there. So that she was never there. But the reunion, I remember going, where was all this energy? Right. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't work. She's out. So um, so what are we feeling about, you know, because Kyle and Dorit had their whole beef this season also, kind of. Um, and it really started off with, once again, Teddy's kind of in the middle. Um, it started off basically with Kyle being mad at Dorit for being late to Teddy's scam camp, and Teddy didn't want nobody there. Late. 
She didn't want nobody to see her scam. <laughs> Kyle mad for no reason. It's just like what you said, that Kyle is the one defending herself and not Teddy. Teddy is like, I don't want this attention. Kyle's, Kyle can't read a room. I don't know why she was getting mad at Dorit for being late to an event that wasn't even her own event. I mean, what's And she was upset that she got to be prettier than Kyle when, than honey, Kyle. that's just the case. Right. She called you it a Barbie glam. Wear a pantsuit or a caftan. At least Dorit was trying. Yep. <laughs> a pantsuit or a caftan. For sure. I mean, or a caftan. Mm. Oh, that, that was the most hideous. That thing from her collection was truly. She wears some hideous clothing. That was one of the most hideous things. Oh my I've god! What did y'all on. think when um Kyle when Garcelle was basically shading the shit out of Kyle and said that Asa from Shaw's son had Shaw's son said that's the best captain. <laughs> the best captain. I was on the ground. I said if Garcelle had never been my queen before, and she has been. She is certainly my queen now. I was like, you go ahead. You right. She do got great cast fans. And she put effort into them. I see, I'm a Shaz head too, or was before. I don't know. It's kind of changed. But mm-hmm. Tarangelis, of course, Asa has the best stuff. Like she's been doing this since like 2006, before it was like even chic and like in to do. So I would just trust Asa over Kyle for sure. Hers is like what you would find at Marshall's, you know, which is fine. Yeah. I shop at Marshall's, but I don't expect to get high end from there. And I'm, I mean, I am on the side of Dorit and every time she went up against Kyle because she wasn't wrong. I think Dorit does a great job reading, you know, the room of the people and Dorit surely did save that fashion show. Kyle didn't know what the hell she was doing, but I did find it cute that Kyle said to her, I could have, said something about your business but I didn't and I remember distinctly mm. everyone realizing last season that it seems like they all have a pack or that they won't go after his money like their money or their husbands but they, that's why Denise and all and, and LEB and stuff are fair game because as soon as Camille brought up you know Dorit's money issues it was like oh we don't go after that we all decided not to cross that line because yeah. Teddy said it in the confessional there's a line we just don't cross I'm still trying to figure out how money is a line we don't cross, but yet someone's sexuality and their marriage is. I They got to get back mm. to me on that. That's that confusion I'm talking about. So <laughs> I'm looking at them a little strange, but I'm like, oh, so oh, Kyle's like, I could have fought dirty. How dare you? Kyle gives the worst alpha energy. Like, she's just not good at it. You got to say, what a, you can't have a, a shiver in your voice when you threaten somebody. That's my anxious. problem with her. I mean, she, when she was trying to call out Garcelle, she was quaking. How like she was like, "Are you? I'm, you, well, well, you didn't donate five thousand. Like she was stuttering and quaking. So and you, you, and like she had it like on a post-it note behind her, like don't forget right. to bring it. And, and, uh, <laughs> and you didn't, um, um, you didn't donate. Like whoa, well, I, I could have bring up, I could have won after your business, but I didn't, Jaree, because we're friends. And I'm like, oh, so honey. you just did. She's very passive aggressive. That's not alpha. That's not alpha energy. No, because um, LVP used to go after that. Go after that ass, like in front of mm-hmm. you. She used to be like, "Do it," or do she would send somebody else to do it, and that worked just mm-hmm. fine. Also, Teddy would know. But okay. <laughs> so with Brandy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so with Kyle, quite honestly. She was one of her puppets for quite some time. And Lisa Vanna, and I, I'm shocked. Actually, she tried to blend yeah. the whole Munchausen shit on that. 
doubtful. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I wasn't. Were you shocked at all that they hadn't spoken in six months? Like, so basically, since filming rap, Dorit and Kyle like hadn't had their one on ones like they had prior. Actually, I was a little bit shocked at that because Mm -hmm. they make it seem like they're all such great friends. I mean, we got that picture of them after the reunion and they were like, oh, Fierce Fox 5. Right. And they were all at Kyle's house in Palm Springs or whatever in a pandemic. I mean, the whole purpose of us having a distant reunion, honey, was that you did not have to travel and be together. But okay, girl. Um, Way to disrespect the people. Whatever. Um, But I'm like, okay, so they want to make it seem like they were all this pack. I mean, essentially, Kyle threw down her best friend last season for Dorit. So I was actually quite shocked that they had not talked. I wasn't. Kyle was literally paying Dorit dust this whole season. She could literally give a fuck about Dorit, actually, this whole season. Dorit had to be like, oh my god, hey, I'm over here the whole time. So it's really not shocking to me that they weren't, that they just didn't connect. Mm-hmm. Kyle is just really, she's very one-track minded. Mm-hmm. She's very one friend only. And you know what? That's fine. We Some people are better at juggling a lot of friends than others. But for the sake of what everyone keeps fucking talking about on this show, in terms of owning it and own it. Kyle used to just own the fact that, like, yeah, Teddy's my closest friend, and she's the only one that could really devote a lot of energy toward, and that's it. And Dorit is, she's feeling, you know, the shockwaves of that, like, because Dorit used to be, you know, they used to be closer prior to Teddy coming in. So, and I think Kyle and Dorit make more sense in terms of just overall, like, just aesthetics and like you know themselves in the community and things like that than her and Teddy but I mean you know Kyle likes to be the center of attention she likes to be on top and Dorit Dorit doesn't allow her to be on top and doesn't allow her to be the center of attention because I feel like Dorit commands her own attention that's why people are more they are responding better to Dorit they really are and I think Kyle is very shocked even if the whole cast gets behind her why they are not why we aren't getting behind her because again you can't tell us who to like and don't like that's just not how this works or whoever else you're not trying to like mm-hmm. so i'm surprised we got this much out of the reunion i didn't get this much when i was watching it we did a better job <laughs> me either but you I, see I, we, had to, we had to look up some some buku to beatbox you know, menus and shit to make it. Right. Yeah. We had to ask some hard questions and refer back to old things. Yeah. I just <laughs> recapped part two of the reunion on my show, and me and my mm-hmm. guests, we were like, "Did we watch it? I know I watched it, but I don't know what happened." Like we truly were at a loss, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to get bad reviews because they're gonna easily be like, we expect you to remember.'" I'm like, girl, I tried. I did. I thought I did. <laughs> Nothing. Happened. Nothing, Nothing happened. Ha- especially the second part. Like the first part, at least it was like at least the Garcelle thing and like kind of the glam debate. And then in the second part, there's really nothing. The third part was better. I get I'm being generous. Uh we usually rate the episodes, Monty, and we didn't really ask you, but if you had to rate the reunions overall, what would you give them A plus F? Okay, so the whole thing, all part, I would give C. Solid C, like a 75. Ooh. 
I would give it probably a B plus. And part three, I would give it a B minus. And then part two, easily a D. And that's what brought the average down. Yeah. That was, I, I mean, I truly could not remember. And I wrote notes. I just only had two things on it. I don't know what else I was doing. I can't even remember what I was doing to distract because I think I just treated it like part of my everyday routine because I was just, it was just on. Maybe I was eating the same. I don't know. I truly have no idea what happened. And that's, that's a problem. How you want to have a reunion? And we don't know what happened. The reunion is my favorite time of the year. I treat reunions like my holy I am very deeply invested and I love the recap. Sometimes when I read, when I first watched New York and I was mm-hmm. there so many seasons, a few of them halfway through, I think it was a season that like Kara was obsessed with the election. I missed like the entire first part. <laughs> and, that's all she talked about. and I just waited until the reunion to watch all of it. And like, I started like in the middle of the season. And I would do that because the reunion is going to recap all the things that I missed and give it to me straight and give me a bow. And I keep mm-hmm. referencing reunions because I remember how they, their dynamics, because I'm always just fascinated with like, how are they going to film after this? Because apparently like Roni is already filming or about to film. And really? Yes, they're already like, well, that's the reason why their contracts are already out. And, you know, Leah's being held yeah, back. Yeah, what's going on with that? Well, to be honest... It's more, and people don't recognize that although we see like Denise's number and then like Nini's number and Atlanta, every every housewife show don't have that budget. And second of all, everybody don't make that much. If I told y'all, Gina on OC, though she's not better, she makes about the same. Yes, in those court documents. And it's like, she's been in there like three seasons and she don't make shit. (laughs) <laughs> that should tell you something. But she doesn't bring anything to the show, though. Wait, how much is she making? Cheaper, about sixty to seventy, hmm. is what she claims. Yeah, and her thing with Matt. Remember her her filing with Matt. He was filing for like spousal support, and it was revealed that she made fucking nickels. Yeah, and it's like ridiculous. Same with Shannon. Shannon pretty much got cheated on. Yeah, the show. And Shannon got like a maybe a hundred, like maybe. But that's the whole thing is they wow. don't have the same budgets. Like Beverly Hills and Atlanta budgets are different because they're based on their ratings yeah. and their ratings are through the roof. And although people like, you know, liked Leah for whatever reason, they liked her. New York's ratings, people don't realize are shit. They are disgusting. Yes, they're no, they're horrid. terrible. I like New York as a franchise in general. But the, it can the be in the background are... for me. It's cute. It just, I don't need to watch it live. Mm. I don't rush I think, home to watch it. I know exactly what's going to happen. Luann is deflecting. Dorinda is mad. Sonia is drunk with a man. Ramona is trying to overfill herself and wants everybody to like her for it. And mm. at this point now, you know, Leah fighting with them. That's it. That's mm. all that happens. It, mm. Nothing happens on New York. It's just fun to watch. I, but I don't rush home for this fun This season... Watch. Yeah, this past season was worse than season four with Cindy Barshop. This uh-huh. season, past season was worse yeah. than those seasons with it was just Aviva, Heather, and Carol. I found myself more intrigued by those. Like, I can't even believe it sunk to such a low low. And I'm glad the ratings kind of reflect it, though, because people I still hear because, like, I like to listen to podcasts, too. I try not to listen to episodes we recap. But, like, moral of the story is people are still like, yeah, rock on with Roni. Like, Roni's fucking best. And I'm like, okay. And it's a great show before this past season. We like have to reevaluate where we're ranking Roni because it's not bringing me 
giggles every week. Right. right. And the they past- have to recognize that Leah, okay, and I am a fan of Denise, but I say, and I say this with love, but I can imagine that they just don't want a Denise situation. Denise season, her first season was loud about the sex and her man's dick and it was mm-hmm. happy endings and it was like a, a, a shock. We were like, whoa, great addition. She is amazing. In season two, she pretty much buttoned it up and now she's gone. And I think they want to make sure that they don't over buy. And especially mm-hmm. if Leah is prompt, she's saying she's going to be sober for this season. And that means they're not going to get tiki torches being thrown and possible fires and vibrators and chickens. So they're like, what are we paying for then? We don't know what we get yet. We don't know what we're paying for yeah. yet. And they already, Bravo already overpaid for Denise. They paid her basically for her I own would, commercials. I was going to say, I would love to see her tax returns this year versus the year before on her business now that she was on the show. Because yeah, like when she was selling that fishnet bucket hat that she wore that sold Fireball. out that shit wouldn't have fucking sold anywhere had you not been on this show like you are getting paid in other ways i know i remember hearing that storyline with like love and hip-hop they like got paid like you know like a, a dollar per hour because they assume you're going to make a lot of money off of the pr Which is and, the why press and like all of that in somebody's studio meaning that somebody's business mm-hmm. meeting and being like oh we starting a t-shirt line Oh, we got a, show, a store, come to our store grand opening, just so that we could, as they're doing that, look it up and be like, oh, let me see how that's doing. And to be honest, I can understand why Bravo would assume that because it has worked. I mean, Giselle started every Hue Beauty on a brand new house franchise that nobody <gasps> was watching. And now yes. the people that do watch it, it's like in all the targets. Like, it does well. Yeah. So it does work. It can work if you work it. Wow, I don't even remember where we were before we went on that tangent, but I totally agree with all I'm that. Sorry, I remember I seeing, I went to Essence Fest. No, we do that too, and we don't, we never know where we are. Um, I went to Essence Fest this past year, and she was there, and her booth was like popping, like of, of the booths. Like which hers I just had hate. one of the longest lines for sure, which is insane because I like, I'm a little makeup girl, and I've touched her makeup, and it's very, it's natural. It's very like mom on the go. Let me just, you know, do something real quick to look nice for the PTA meeting or for pickup. Um, but it's not glam makeup. So it was just, it, but it was crazy the response she was getting. The people are loving it. Yeah, if you do it right, you can have a La Dame. You can have a Ever Hue. You can have, you know, a skinny girl. And that's exactly, that's exactly the point. Bethany was making zero dollars. Now she's a millionaire. Like, it's, Girl, relax. Like, I'm sorry, but she can pay her dues. It's not a big deal. And especially if she knows people really love her, they're not going to let you go mm-hmm. after the second season. Prove them wrong. Take your money. Reinvest it. I mean, didn't she only make like 70K from the cops that she was able to sue because of who she is as a white woman in America? And she built a whole business. Right. So obviously, you know how to make pennies work. Make it work. Yeah. I think the only thing that we haven't really spoken about I guess it's just the deterioration of Lisa Rinna and Denise Richards' relationship. I'm glad. Denise deserves better. Mm. Rinna sold her soul to this TV, to reality TV a long time ago. <laughs> like, she sold it. Yeah. And she had it at a low bar again. Like, and she told us that. She said that she's a hustler. There's no job she won't take. And this is a job to her. She's acting. Yeah. The fact that one of her things against Denise is the fact that Denise liked a tweet that was defending her, and at the bottom of the tweet it said, oh yeah, by the way, she should be fired. Denise is not Bravo fucking HQ, okay? Her retweeting that or liking that didn't make you lose your job. You show your twat on Instagram to stay relevant. Like, are you kidding me? You do enough stuff 
to keep yourself booked and busy. You've been a fixture in Hollywood for years, decades. Like, you're going to make a buck. You're always going to make a buck. That's fine. Like, for you to do this to your friend and just, like, not give a fuck and then say, like, oh, I've fallen out with friends on this show before, as if it's fucking nothing, hmm. you're actually disgusting. I love when she's they were in the room and she talked about, she is a terrible human being, and she talked about how, she was like, oh, don't call it. You have them calling us mean girls, Denise. They're calling us mean girls. <laughs> and I'm like, are we acting like the words mean girls are comparable to you outing me on national television and telling people I had an affair? To make but it also, make sense. Do I have them calling you that, or are they seeing your? Are they calling you that? Saying that it's yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know. Denise Richards did not text me or call me once and say you better call them a mean girl or else. No, I, right. I, didn't, right. I didn't, didn't get that call. Did you get that call? Maybe it was a spam. I didn't get the call. <laughs> right. I didn't get the call. I did it on my own. I guess I did it for free. But like, I wasn't paid for that, so I, I just thought that I'm was me. I called me. You in my my two damn eyes about how you're claiming to be my friend, but you're yelling across me at the dinner table in Rome, talking about if you don't want to be here, then go. What the? I would love that she thought that was comparable. I was like, well, that's cute. <laughs> okay. Again, so, that's what I'm saying. Nothing made sense this season. I was reaching every time. Like, what well, did I miss it? I must have missed it. Phenomenal. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. I was gonna say we have this like thing where Yes. Okay, I'm yeah, glad yeah, you're yeah. saying we this. We call it the Bethany Frankel and Jill Zarin phenomenon. And it's basically when whoever brings their friend on the show, they fall out with that person. It just happens time and time again. Lisa Renner brought on Denise and they fall out. If you want to name some other examples. Jess. And she brought on Garcelle. She brought she on came, Garcelle. I guess she kind of brought on Garcelle. If we're talking New York is the best place to go with it. Because we can always talk about, you know, there's Bethany, there's Jill. There's the fact that Dorinda was brought on by Ramona. There's the fact that Luann was brought on by Sonya. They had a little weird moment. They're back, though. That's fine. But on Potomac, it happened with Candace and Ashley, Monique and Cherise. I mean, it happens all the time. It's just so. It's just a thing. It uh, the other thing I with really Lisa and Sutton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a. I like that phenomenon. I'm gonna have to use that. I will cite the source. Thank you. So that, you no know, I'm, no I'm problem. It's just. Bag. I got to put the in <laughs> Thank you. APA citations. Thank yes. you. Yes. It just happens. It happens on every fucking franchise. If you go back, especially like when you're watching, just always try to peep who brings who because the odds are in the end they didn't last but I really want to dive into Lisa Rinna bringing up the fact like Heather Locklear just saying the name Heather Locklear to again like go below the belt with Denise mm-hmm. I did some research because she told us to google it so I googled it <laughs> and the the thing that happened was allegedly when Denise was still married to Charlie Heather was married to some rock star from Bon Jovi okay mm-hmm. and when they got a divorce, um, they both happened to get coinciding divorces, and Denise just so happened to end up with the rock star from Bon Jovi. And she said, quote, you can't help who you fall in love with. And then her and Heather fell out tremendously, obviously, because, like, it, there were rumors that, obviously, they were messing around while they were both still married, and yes. they did an Eileen Davidson type of situation. Mm. So I just find all of that so intriguing that Lisa Rinna, again, just shows how low she'll go. Just saying, like, Heather Locklear and Google it. You know we will. Of course, I have nothing but time to Google it and find out. And didn't Brandy but, but, say on her, like, not special? Mm-hmm. But once again, I implore everyone to go back to seasons past in Amsterdam 
when all Kim said was, <laughs> "Let's talk about." Her. Oh, Adrian Let, brought. You up, don't want us to talk about the husband. Andrew, Adrian brought on Brandy. That just crossed my mind. Yes. Continue. Oh, yeah. Good point. Want us to talk about the husbands and Lisa blacked, as we say in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so give me a break. Again. I think I'm, that for mm-hmm. I think that's when Denise realized, like, yeah, this friendship is done. Again, I'm very shocked that we pulled out so much from this reunion. Y'all made it. Y'all have made it me think that I watched it wrong because I'm over here like this was fun because I'm having so much fun recording about it. I'm like, did I miss something? I must have missed an episode because I was bored. But here I am having a good time. Oh wow! Thank you. That's an honor. Because because believe it or not, I have another point, which is the Garcelle saying she won't get on small planes and then Erica saying, oh, it's a Gulfstream. But let's not forget that at the beginning of this, the only person to reach out and with any concern about Erica's white police officer son was the black woman on the cast. But you have no problem throwing her under the bus at the end of this reunion and flipping on her for a fucking storyline. Because she didn't go to your damn... Your own husband didn't go! Your husband right. didn't go! You know what I find very cute is how many people are so mad at Garcelle for not showing up. Like, oh, why, why is she so busy? And I saw, um, and, you know, they made the whole plot that Denise also, you know, she stopped filming, blah, blah, blah. And Denise was like, I only missed two parties. And I've seen people actually do the breakdown that Garcelle also only missed two parties. And I'm like, well, Erica was on Broadway. Didn't she mm. miss more than two parties? Hmm. <sighs> She's ridiculous. Mm. But, um... I think those were the that was the last thing I had to say that was like, oh, we had to talk about the Garcelle Goldstream moment. Yeah. I, I'm, because I do think it's valid that she also has a fair small planes, but I also feel like, listen, she didn't have time. And maybe she doesn't like musicals. I don't. I, I don't mean, know. I kind of understand because I don't even like the planes <laughs> that I'd be on. That feels cramped. I'm right. very excited and I, I like and I would like to keep the whole corona modification of the middle seat being gone I had to make one trip during this entire thing and I was spreading it for months because not only did I already think I was going to die on planes I was like oh great now the chances have like doubled to people dying with the <laughs> right. and now I'm going to go ahead and get on the plane with the, with the double death I don't want the double death plane so I was afraid of that because I'm always cramped and it feels like there's a lot it, it just feels like there's so many things and so much happening and there's like a chair in the sky and it's going and I don't know how that works so I can get it and if you want to take away 89% of the plane to confine it to like two rows I don't care how luxurious it is right. I'm stressed I don't like that <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame her. She but she did backpedal earlier too with the Kyle thing where she was saying like uh, when she said on Watch What Happens Live that Kyle was like the least welcoming. And she was like, oh, she was the only name I remember. And she's like, the Gulfstream. And they're like, oh, but you could have flown commercial. Uh, my kids. I'm like, Garcelle, for, just be honest with these women. Like, you don't care about their opinions anyway. Just check them and let them know what it is. I don't want to come to this. I'm not going to be able to make it. Like you did with Teddy's thing. I think she's very new to this realm. I think Denise, same. Mm-hmm. I think Denise is used to suing. That's what she's done. She's always just been in the court. So that's how she responded yeah. to this. I <laughs> Thanks think, to Charlie. Exactly. And I think she <laughs> never knows what's going to be used against her. I think Garcelle's like, I don't know how this reality show works, but the people like. I think she thought likability versus, girl, we like you more when you don't like the people we don't like. So just read the room like the read did and go ahead. So I'm happy she'll be <laughs> on next season. I think she will do well. 
I think she'll be do very well. But I think now she she get she gets it. And next year, right. I think she's going to tell us very straight how it is. That's exciting. And now that she has the real book, yeah, she'll definitely be in LA. So she's definitely yes. on the show. Because they only film like two or like three or four days a week. Like they don't film. They film like until Thursday, and they film like two episodes on Thursday or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Until, That's like how Wendy Williams yeah, does it. Yeah, like when it's the summer, they're like off completely. So she has a lot of time. Oh, good, good, good. So do we have a housewife on display? I guess we'll just do it for who, I don't know. Exactly. Remember that season? She was like on tour. She was on tour for an entire season. We We didn't see her for like three episodes. We saw not a thing. Take the cameras on tour. And I'm like, well, that's saying something. I guess just for the reunion parts. Um, the housewife on display does not have to be the most likable character. It could be the worst character. It could be whoever you thought was the most interesting. It could be whoever you thought was the most boring. Just somebody who in some way, shape, or form caught your attention. For me, I'd actually have to say it was Rena. I don't love her. I actually can't stand mm. her. But she was so loud and wrong that I can't. She was literally on display. Mm-hmm. Because she kept yeah. singing the gaslighting song and was using it wrong, but so proud. Mm. And she was offbeat. And I was gaslighting. like, Gaslighting, gaslighting, gaslighting. We almost made it this entire podcast without giving her credit for that. She wanted that to be a gif so bad or gif or whatever you call it. Like, she wanted that to be a moment. It was not honey. iconic. You can't. It was not. In fact, Denise has the Ugh. most gifts now because she just pouted the whole time. And that was hilarious. But Lisa was just yeah. loud, loud and wrong. And she never had a point. You know, there's a gift going around now, not the one that she approved, where she basically was like, I don't want to talk about that. That's a private matter. But like this whole time, she was like printing text messages or whatever. So, and telling everybody that if you call your friends, honey, and baby, y'all fucking. So, I think her printing the fucking text messages, that for me is like, I've, I've had it. Like overall, like I have a relationship and I still call all my friends I, I greeted my friend today. I was like, hi, honey bear. And she was like, hi. I was like, oh, let me not call you that because I'm going to be sleeping together. And she was like, huh? And she don't watch the show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> let me back up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me explain. But like, according to Lisa, right. we, we all sleeping together because like, y'all have a long text history where, to be honest, the only time Denise came close to the truth was when she said we were acquaintances and she had nothing bad to say about Brandy at BravoCon. And I got that. That makes sense. Because it's right. seeming like all her texts to her were cancellations. Did y'all get that? Yeah. She kept saying, mm-hmm. like, hi, honey, I can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for, you know, but the next time I'm in town, we'll do dinner. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm busy, but let's make sure we have a whole weekend. Because it, it felt like Brandy kept reaching out to try to make something happen. And Denise was like, nah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And I think that, of course, I think they, they hooked up. I don't think they went all the way, like Brandy said it, because I think she never really gave us too much detail until she got too vulgar and jumped too far like that that's not how you mm-hmm. explain like that ask monica Lewinsky. you're supposed to give us detail it's supposed to be bullet points yeah and that didn't happen but i think they probably did something i just think this was like this is this was just a hookup and i think brandy probably had feelings that's what i really think happened mm-hmm. she was a scorn lover she was giving scorn lover mm-hmm. for sure giving me shades of there was that alleged rumor that Candy and Phaedra used to mess around, and Ooh. then that's why Phaedra did that whole thing season nine Ooh. and threw that in her face. A scorn lover tea. I believe that. There was the same, didn't there Allegedly. same rumor that um, Kenya and Cynthia or something mm-hmm. was doing that thing? So, yeah, that's my house back on display. It's Rena. She loud and wrong, but she, you hear her, so there she is. 
I can agree with that. Yeah, I can get down with that for sure. Uh, and Monty, do you just want to, you know, plug your socials in? Sure. Oh, you know, people aren't always like, who is this girl? Get her off. Um, if you are listening <laughs> that boat, although I do not blame you, I say it to myself all the time. I don't listen to myself at all. But if you would like to join me over on my mixer, you can go ahead by searching anywhere you podcast. After you listen to this one, you can look for me by searching it by its title and find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching at Mixing with Money, M-I-S-I-N-G, W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. But I agree. I definitely did not know how this reunion coverage was going to go. <laughs> I was kind of yeah. like... This whole season of the show has just been very, like, like pulling teeth to cover, quite honestly. Well, I'm glad. I hope I yeah. gave something. I hope it worked, you know, that it does well. And it, I was, it was, like, I gave it something to work with. Absolutely. Yes, it was so fun. Thank you. Okay. Yes, thank you so much. Well, until next time. Yes. Okay, great. Adios. Wow.